think you'll find it really exciting to see where the foundation of much of our modern society comes from. And it's right here in Genesis chapter two and three. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Richmond, and this is the Dwelling Richly Bible Study, where we love God, heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are women who enthusiastically and intentionally dwell in the Word and let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. You can find Bible studies and video teaching like this on my blog and the Dwelling Richly podcast. Subscribe to this channel, hit that little church bell so you can get notified whenever I drop a new video. Let's get into the Word. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into God's Word. I'm excited to begin. I'm glad you're here with me. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button and take a minute to leave a comment right here at the opening or maybe later on in the study as a thought occurs to you. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. It always uh, inspires and encourages me when I can engage with you with your comments. So don't forget to do that before you leave today. Also, hit that like button and uh, let me know that you've been here. We'll take a little roll call. If you leave a comment, I'll be able to pray for you by name. And I always enjoy doing that. Speaking of praying, let's go ahead and pray and get started on our lesson today. Heavenly Father, we come before you today asking for clarity as we read. Help us to understand your word, your way, and uh, that you would be in our mind and our heart as we focus mostly on you um, in your word. Help us to put aside the things that keep us distracted and really take this time to be in your word, fully invested in our time together. Uh, bless our time again and uh, to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. All right. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at our lesson so that uh, we can see everything on the screen there. If you don't already have your lesson, of course, you can download that. And we're um, those are available over on my blog, jennifergrichmond.com. Hey, I wanted to point out to you that beginning in this lesson, I'm going to go ahead and give you an opportunity or a place to uh, set yourself some goals as you move through each day of the lesson. You can see here on the screen that um, not only do I have the lesson days like I normally do outlined for you, but I've given you the date to start. So if you already listened to day one, which is the message that we reviewed the previous lesson, write in that date and check it off. And then you're here on day two now and write today's date and check that off. And then going forward, write the days that you plan on doing the rest of each day of the study and then check those off as you go. I Hopefully that's a great uh, incentive and a way to help you to focus through your study. And then also you'll see right underneath that that there's a wallpaper that you can download, put that on your phone, and I'll be doing those for you at the beginning of each lesson so that you can have the memory verses. Our memory verse this time through is gonna come from Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24. And since we have it right here on the screen, uh, let's go ahead and say that together. So we're doing it out of the NIV, so depending on which Bible you have open in front of you. Uh, we're going to memorize out of NIV for this particular uh, psalm, and it's the last two verses of Psalm 139. Let's go ahead and say those together. Say it with me. Maybe you can do it as you're writing it at the top of your lesson page. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting from Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Uh, hopefully you'll get that download there and add that to your phone as a way to help you remember it. When we got back, to, when we got together to review lesson two together, we met in our grace groups and I gave you some uh, time to reflect when you're quiet time. And then we were able to meet together and discuss the previous lesson. And I love hearing from you. So uh, if you're not able to join us in person, you can join the lesson online. And a lot of people get like, oh, do I have to talk? Or they get a little nervous about if they have to say anything. You don't have to say anything or you can jump in and say what you need to say. Uh, it's 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 part of that community to bring everybody together. So please do enjoy coming together 
and being a part of our of our lessons. And even if you're watching this at another time and we're done with that particular lesson, come to the next one and be a part of this study and our, our group together. Um, all right, so we're again on day uh, lesson three and it's day uh, two. And day two is always the same format. It's always gonna be a day for you to get the overview of the scripture that we'll be studying for the next several days. So um, kind of get used to that pattern and enjoy that rhythm of the study. It helps you to stay uh, hopefully a little more disciplined and focused in your Bible study time, which I know you really want to be able to do. So we're going to be reading Genesis 2, beginning at verse 4, picking up where we left off, and then we'll go all the way through to chapter 3, verse 24, and we'll parallel with that Psalm 139. Um, I'd also like to encourage you to take a look at the Create and Share when you get to this day two part of the lesson. Uh, the Create and Share is designed to give you an opportunity to kind of synthesize what you've learned, uh, think about it in a new way, and then put it out there. Whether you end up sharing it really uh, with friend or family or social media or whatever, I'm going to scroll all the way down to the end so you guys can see what's coming ahead for our Create and Share. Uh, but uh, basically the create and share this time is for you to create a worship playlist based on each passage that we're going to be studying through. So those of you who uh, love to draw, you're going to have, not, we're not going to be drawing as much in this lesson and the create and share isn't a drawing one like it has been the last two times. But uh, this one will be for those of you who especially love music and worship. And as I'm reading, sometimes I, a song pops into my head based on the scripture. And maybe that happens to you as well. Or maybe it, maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's a, a different way for you to think. But go ahead and open yourself up to that, thinking about how God has used worship and music to tie into his scripture. And he's given us that gift. So go ahead and enjoy that. And then think ahead as you're moving through each passage, what songs come to your mind and make a note of them there. And at the end of the lesson, we are going to um, we're going to uh, bring those playlists together and maybe even share them. So move it on to Spotify, put it on YouTube, however you want to share, and then share it. Let other people know, and it'll be interesting to see if we if we come up with uh, different uh, songs. And we can make a big grand playlist or if a lot of us come up with the same songs as we go through. So, all right, let me go ahead and scroll back up here to uh, day two of our lesson. I wish I probably should get like the the day remember or the page number. You know, I can just bounce back up there real quick. But oh, well, here we are. We're back there. Um, oh, also, just a quick reminder that if you see it in blue with with the line underneath, that means it's a hyperlink and you can click through and that'll open up those scriptures there. And also another quick reminder, if you are reading through and you see a typo, an error, a broken link, anything like that, you are welcome to message me and let me know. I'd love to be able to fix that. And so the next people to go through the study, they'll have the better, more improved version. <laughs> I'll add you guys all on the, the thanks and acknowledgement page. How's that as assistant editors? All right, let's go ahead and move on into our scripture review. I've broken this down into each day of the study so you can come back here and say, oh, this is going to be day three, Genesis 2, 4 through 7, and we're going to be studying uh, we're going to be looking at God's actions, his name, if there's a, a name of God there, and then words, phrases, ideas that get you thinking and make you curious, the connection to Psalm 139, and any first words, phrases, or ideas. Someday of the study, you might leave one of these blank. Other days, you might have everything filled in and need even more space. So uh, I organize it kind of in a consistent way, but use it however you need to use it. Some of you tell me that you actually just prefer to write it all in your Bible 
Either way, it's fine. The idea is to give you a framework to organize your study and to keep you in some kind of a rhythm. Kind of like if you were doing a workout and you go to uh, the gym, the, the teacher will have maybe the same set of repetitions each time you begin and maybe each time you cool down your workout just to kind of get you in the flow and then you're able to modify that as you learn and, and embrace it on your own. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and read each of these and just kind of think that through. Uh, I'm going to guide you through here quickly and not give you a whole lot of detail from my perspective. It's mostly for you to have that structured time and to think through on your own. But beginning here in Genesis chapter 2 verses 4 through 7. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and heavens. Now, no shrub of the field had yet grown on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. Springs would well up from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the soil of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. All right, so there's our passage for this particular day. Anything that's got you curious, um, maybe you're thinking, uh, why do we have heavens and earth in that order? And then it says earth and heavens here. That, that would be the type of thing that would catch my attention if I see words like that. Um, also, I'm noticing here that this seems like a repeat of what we read in Genesis chapter 1 uh, about creation, but it's said in a, in a different way. And that, got, that gets me curious as well. Mm, and then also, we want to see the name of God. I'll highlight that. Oh, you can't see my screen. There we go. I scrolled down too far. Uh, we also have the name of God here on the screen. And so, as a quick reminder, if you see all capital letters, L-O-R-D, Lord God, that's Yahweh Elohim. God is Elohim and then Yahweh Elohim. And then as I mentioned in Bible study, uh, if you were there with us in person or maybe you listened to the message, use the Names of God Bible, it's accessible right here on Bible Gateway, to uh, give you information about exactly which name of God, because generally other translations will just say God or Lord for God, but they won't give you the, the more nuanced Hebrew version of God or what it's talking about. But the Names of God Bible is accessible like this. Let me show you how that works. Um, you won't be able to see it fully on the screen, but there's a there's an add parallel um, option here in the in Bible Gateway. And when I click that, it opens up the version, another version. I've got it set to the New International, but let me go ahead and show you that you can change that to Names of God. Just go like this, and voila, <laughs> we have the names of God. So we have Yahweh Elohim, and then we have Yahweh Elohim again, and that's for Lord God, and then again, Lord God, Yahweh Elohim. And then when a different name of God occurs, they'll indicate that in the names of God uh, Bible. All right, I'll go ahead and keep that up for us as we read through the rest of this passage. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a look at Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. I'm going to go ahead and read all of Psalm 139. So it's just kind of in the back of our mind as we do each day of Genesis. And maybe you'll come back to it and go, oh, yeah, that's right. That reminds me of this passage. And once again, you might not find a passage that connects. And then again, you, you might. So don't worry about leaving it blank. Just enjoy 
moving through and looking for those parallels. I deliberately selected Psalm 139 because there are going to be parallels. Um, but maybe you'll notice something that I didn't notice and you'll add there, or maybe you won't find something that I ended up finding. That's why this is a fun community to do it together. So, all right. You have search me and you know me. Where did I leave off? Um, before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in a rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting." Uh, so I memorized Psalm 139 years and years ago out of the New International, kind of the previous generation of this version. So it's slightly different than what I have in my mind if I if I didn't quite uh, read and follow along with that together. But there we go. That gives us our overview of uh, Psalm 139. Let's go ahead and continue on with our next day of reading from Genesis 2, 8 through uh, 17. The Lord God planted an orchard in the east in Eden, and there he placed the man he had formed. And again, we see over here, Yahweh Elohim, and again, Yahweh Elohim. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow from the soil, every tree that was pleasing to look at and every and good for food. Now the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil were in the middle of the orchard. Now a river flows from Eden to water the orchard, and from there it divides into four head streams. The name of the first is Pishon. It runs through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is pure pearls, and lapis lazuli are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It runs through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris. It runs along the east side of, the, of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God, don't go too far, the Lord God took the man and placed him in the orchard in Eden to care for it and to maintain it. Then the Lord God commanded the man, you may freely eat fruit from every tree of the orchard, but you may, must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will surely die. Words and phrases that come to you, God's actions, names, and characters. So we see God's actions here, God giving a command, right? Uh, phrases and ideas that have me curious. You might be wondering what lapis lazuli looks like and something simple like that. You also might be wondering about this tree that God's referring to and this 
warning that you will surely die. And of course, that triggers a word thought in my mind about the psalmist wanting uh, the bad guys to die in his psalm, the word that word that comes up there. And uh, I would just make a note of it. There's two references to dying and warning on one and then a wishing from David's part on the other. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at the next portion, uh, which will be the next day of our study. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, uh, verses 18 to 25. And I'm looking at my screen. It's a little small on my end, so I kind of have a hard time sometimes kind of tracking and making sure I'm getting it right so that you guys can see it. Uh, but here we go in our new passage, and make sure you keep it on the screen for you. <laughs> the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a companion for him who corresponds to him. The Lord God formed out of the ground every living animal of the field and every bird of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. So, uh, so the man named all the animals, the birds of the air, the living creatures of the field. But for Adam, no companion was who corresponded to him was found. So the Lord God caused caused the man to fall asleep into a deep sleep, where he was <laughs> to fall into a deep sleep. I can I can read. <laughs> all right. To took the man aside and closed up the place with flesh. Then God, the Lord God made a woman from the part he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said. This one, at last, is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and unites with his wife, and they become one family. The man and his wife are both naked, but they were not ashamed. All right, so names of God here we see in the... in the uh, Names of God Bible, we have, again, just that the use over and over again of Yahweh, Elohim, Yahweh, Elohim. I really want you to key into that because, well, I'll tell you later, but it's important. So key in, make sure you're you're checking in with that. Um, and then in terms of any connections over here on um, uh, Psalm 139, you know, I find an interesting connection with this knit me together uh, portion, which is for the, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Do I get that on the screen for you so you can see it? You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So here is God making the woman out of the side of the man. And I see that connection there with David commenting on being fearfully and wonderfully made. And maybe you want to read Psalm 139 about from other versions to get some more insight on exactly what that means. We'll do that another day. Right now, we're just doing our simple overview. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at this next portion. We've just wrapped up chapter two. Take a look at chapter three now and a very infamous portion of scripture. So I would say a lot of people have heard this story before in that term, maybe in Sunday school or just in general growing up in life. But few people have actually read it and carefully studied it right out of the Bible. They just have a memory of it, maybe in Sunday school, or like I said. So let's take a look at it, and this will be our second pass through. And of course, we read it back in lesson one, but we're reading it again now, and then we'll read it again uh, when it comes up on this day of the study. The Temptation and Fall, verse one of chapter three. Now the serpent was shrewder than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Is it really true that God said you must not eat from any tree of the orchard? 
The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the orchard, but concerning the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the orchard, God said, You must not eat from it, and you must not touch it, or else you will die. The serpent said to the woman, Surely you will not die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree produced fruit that was good for food, was attractive to the eye, was desirable for making one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some of it to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. There's going to be a lot to unpack in that passage when we get to it on that day. But let's go ahead and take a look and notice over here that we have uh, Yahweh Elohim again. Uh, we have the Yahweh Elohim and we have just Elohim. So we have the Lord God, which is what God's been referred to. But then when we get to this portion here, we just have simply God, Elohim. Uh, and the Satan refers to, I mean, the serpent refers to God as, as Elohim in this passage here. So make a note of that in your notes on um, the names of God as well. And then any connections that you have on understanding this passage from Psalm 139 or any parallels that you see, I'd love to hear from that. I didn't get any parallels on this part, but maybe you did. All right, so here we go on the next portion of our reading from Genesis chapter uh, 3, verses 8 to 13. The judgment oracles of God at the fall. So verse 8. The man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord moving about in the orchard at the breezy time of the day, and they hid from the Lord among the trees of the orchard. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man replied, I heard you moving about in the orchard, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And the Lord God said, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman replied, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. All right, again, we have uh, the names of God here, Yahweh Elohim, and then Elohim himself answering, and then back to Yahweh Elohim for the names of God there. And any questions that you have, um, the conversation, any translation questions you have about how you heard it as a kid or as an adult, and this version, I think you might be interested in noting just a slight change of wording as we get to that, and that day, um, of course, it'll come up a little bit more. We'll study it more as we go. Continuing on, uh, the next portion of our scripture is from Genesis 3, 14 through 19. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above the cattle and of all living creatures of the field. On your belly you will crawl. The dust you will eat the days, all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your labor pains. With pain, you will give birth to your children. You will want to control your husband, but he will dominate you. But to Adam, he said, because you obeyed your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. The ground is cursed because of you. In painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, but you will eat the grain of the field. By the sweat of, the, of your brow you will eat food until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you will return. Again, famous, infamous, pretty devastating uh, when you stop and think about what Adam and 
what the man and the woman had and what God's uh, consequences and punishment are. All right, let's go ahead on to our next section. No mention, no no God, names of God, but we do, inter- oh, I'll pause there. Uh, we do have God speaking and directly addressing. So that's something new um, in terms of his in- engagement with, with all of them. So maybe make a note of that as you make your thoughts for this passage. All right, uh, let's go ahead and on to Genesis 3, uh, verses 20 through 24. The man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments for skin, from skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. And he, and he clothed them, I lost my spot. And the Lord God said, Now that the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, he must not be allowed to stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God expelled him from the orchard in Eden to cultivate the ground from which he had been taken. When he drove the man out, he placed on the eastern side of the orchard in Eden angelic sentries who used the flame of a whirling sword to guard the way to the tree of life. All right. Okay, so we have Yahweh Elohim as the name of God. And at the final um, mention of God's name, we have simply Elohim. And we have, um, I I do want to go back I, uh, to the previous day in terms of um, say, um uh, the man hiding and because this does parallel very interestingly with psalm 139 verse 7 where can i go from your spirit where can i flee from your presence kind of a rhetorical question and if i go up to the heavens if i rise in the wings of the dawn and so forth so we have the man hiding and in psalm 139 we have this question like well, rhetorical is there anywhere to hide from god and you know the psalmist answers his own question there so all right so um let's go ahead and bring it to a close wrap up our our time together i want you to review your memory verse and i'm going to go ahead and sing the song that i wrote for it when i wrote this song actually i wrote it several years ago when i was teaching through psalm 139 and helping uh, my students at that time learn the psalm i actually wrote a melody for each portion of the psalm with one exception there's a whole chunk in it that talks about david wanting his enemies to be slain and it was very graphic and strong and angry and i did not end up writing a melody for that but i did write a melody for several other three other sections of the psalm and i'm going to sing you the final one here and it goes like this search me O god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts See if there is any offensive way, any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting, in your everlasting way. And lead me in the way everlasting, in your everlasting way. All right, so I'll just stop there and sing that part of it. There's actually a second portion to it. Uh, I'll sing that another day, and maybe I'll even bring out my guitar and sing it for you. I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, have you guys hear when my kids sang it, my students, when we first did this, because I ended up recording a whole album of songs, and this was one of the songs on there, and my, my students at the time all sang that with me. It was a lot of fun. All right, thank you for being here with me in our, our lesson time together. As we close, I'd like you just to go with this final thought. Two things, how many times? does the Lord God occur in Genesis 2, 4 to 3, 24. So hopefully you were kind of noting that and uh, go back through and write your number down, see how many you can recall. And then let me go ahead and read to you and share my closing heart. There's such a longing in our hearts to be known and to be accepted, to be seen and heard and felt and to be loved. As soon as a child is able to make eye contact, you can feel the longing. 
ask a friendly toddler her name and you'll get that plus tales of all that she's been do <laughs> all that she's seen and done and collected and maybe what she ate for a snack and perhaps even what's in her pocket too but the barriers come feeling uncertain judged second guessing ourselves shame from the past discomfort with ourselves comparison and we shut down resist hide make excuses until god really the true god the one we meet when we shed our wrong ideas and bad teaching the merciful gracious knowing seeking and finding god the god who created the innermost parts of our true self and the god who has seen the worst and all that the god who has searched and known us and the god who we still cry out to search me O god and know my heart that is the god we find when we read genesis and that is the god who opens our hearts and ultimately satisfies our longing to be known i pray that you will find him to truly know that that love as you let his word dwell in you richly all right well thank you once again for being with me here in this day of the study i look forward to being back here again with you and know as always that you are loved and prayed for and i'll see you again real soon bye bye